Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Pushkin. This episode is a paid partnership with T-Mobile for Business. I've always loved things that go fast. Fast runners, fast cars, you get the picture. So I've been a fan of Formula One racing since about the same time I got interested in running track, which is to say, a very, very long time ago. I still have Nicky Lauda's epic showdowns with James Hunt seared in my memory. Not to mention my favorite driver of those years, the great Brazilian Emerson Fittipaldi. So nearly half a century later, when I heard about Formula One's plans for a ginormous racetrack laid out in Las Vegas, of all places, I needed to know more. More about how exactly one hosts a race in one of the busiest entertainment centers in the world, let alone a race stretching nearly four miles in length, accommodating cars that can reach speeds of 220 miles per hour. It's an incredible technological challenge. Coordinating event operations and hundreds of thousands of fans across that massive area, which is already chock full of people. That's why the Las Vegas Grand Prix partnered with T-Mobile for Business. Because over the last few years, T-Mobile's been helping other sports entities connect teams and fans with technology, particularly 5G technology. They used 5G technology to bring Major League Baseball fans at the All-Star Game, an app that showed 3D visuals of the field overlaid with stats like ball distance, launch angles, and an interactive strike zone. And they're helping SailGP, a global sailing competition, transmit 300,000 data points per second from ships racing at nearly 60 miles per hour. So when T-Mobile offered me a chance to record a conversation with members of their leadership team and the Las Vegas Grand Prix Group in Las Vegas during a race week, how could I say no? So I headed out to Las Vegas for a conversation with Callie Field, president of T-Mobile Business Group, Ulf Evelson, president of technology at T-Mobile, and Emily Prazer, chief commercial officer of the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Coming into the strip that day, my cab drove along the actual racetrack. I kept telling my driver, speed up, speed up. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Malcolm Gladwell. I am the host of the Revisions History Podcast. And uh, I am here in Las Vegas with three very interesting people. Um, Callie Field, the president of T-Mobile Business. Alf Ewaldson, the president of T-Mobile Technology. And Emily Prazer, who is the chief commercial officer for the Las Vegas Grand Prix, which is the reason that we're all here. It is. We are in the Marquee Nightclub overlooking the course. Um, and we're here to discuss the role that technology can play, is playing, in transforming not just the fan experience, but also the, the sport itself. Um, and this is a, 
a topic of special interest to me because I was a, I was and remain a, a huge F1 fan. And I was just talking to Alf about how as a kid in the 70s, I fell in love with James Hunt and Nicky Lauda and Emerson Fittipaldi and Jody Schechter, that whole era of F1. Um, but the F1 that we're talking about today bears no resemblance to the F1 of the 70s. And that's what I want to discuss is like, what are we changing about this sport? Um, how are we making it better? Um, what role does technology play in um, in transforming this into a very different kind of experience? But before we get started, I wanted, um, uh, let's start by talking about the old F1. So the F1 I grew up with. When we look at that, back at that, what what are the things that needed improvement? Why do we have to bring in technology into a sport like this? Who wants to go with that? Uh, well, I start. Um, I grew up with the same experience, Malcolm, and, yeah. and watching it on television was probably, at that time, the probably the, the best experience. It was really hard to follow. Um, cars and drivers were on their own. They made their own decisions. It was all... It was all a sports where it came down to the engines and the power and the drivers making all this. But today, with technology, it's transformed dramatically. Um, and I would say what T-Mobile is doing here at uh, the Las Vegas uh, Grand Prix is to bring that experience to, first of all, a lot more viewers in a completely different way. I just want to dwell on this point for a moment. So the fan experience back then was... At a remove, it was relatively opaque, hard to figure out what's going on. And so that necessarily limited the size of the audience. Is that what you're saying? You'd have to be a fan. Like yes. I, read, yes. I read about F1 every month yeah. in and very exclusive. Magazine. Very exclusive. Yeah. I think about it a little bit. You know, we used to participate or or fans could enjoy sports sitting around the, the radio. And then TV brought the ability to um, visually experience and, and, and celebrate and, and participate. And then um, if you're not able to be in person at the event, what 5G is bringing to the to F1 and to Major League Baseball or to even um, CLGP is accessibility. It, it democratizes the access um, for people to um, feel like they're a part of the event. You can put on an Oculus headset and you can ride the track around, which most people don't get the opportunity to do that. And you can get a sense for what speed around each corner is mm -hmm. like. Um, and technology allows you to have a very different kind of experience with the with the yeah. sport. Well, we will, that's another thing I want to dig, dig in more, but I just want to explain a little bit about the technology itself before we go any further. First question is, five years ago, could we have done the exact thing we're doing here at Las Vegas? I mean, was the technology there five years ago? No, it wasn't. Um, the generations of mobile technology has developed further and further and further. The fifth generation is really about uh, sensors, low-cost visual experience. Uh, if you look at the typical smartphone today, has cameras that are just extraordinarily good. Um, they have processing power that is just amazing in terms of rendering and putting things up for, mm -hmm. for viewage. And all that comes with these generations. And why it becomes so affordable is because this the technology is standardized. 
So we create this ecosystem of technology that all the phones in the world are using the same standard. And that brings down the cost so dramatically. So, and that's what's really happening. So we get, we're able to put sensors where we could never put them before. They were too costly. I'd also say, just if I could yeah. add the, the hundreds of thousands of sensors that are around, whether it's for this sporting event or, or, or CLGP or for MLB, um, the amount of data that's coming from those sensors, um, the way that technology has evolved, what 5G allows us to do is take, you know, in, in um, CLGP with hundreds of, of sensors on boats, 300,000 data points that we're able to send to the cloud and have real-time um, experiences. Drivers, um, the athletes that are on the boats, they're able to get that data and information as they're in the middle of doing 60 knots. Yeah. We didn't, before 5G, we weren't able to get that kind of, of data real time. To me, that's one of the exciting things because, because we now have the speed and the latency where we can actually participate real time. I think that's pretty cool. Emily, has there ever been a Grand Prix event that approaches this Las Vegas one in terms of the kind of technological sophistication? No, I mean, back to your original point around the 70s, obviously, Formula One in the Eccleston era was a technology broadcaster media company at its heart. They, they are their own broadcaster. So we're a very different business to, say, the NFL or the NBA, where we do all of our own cameras, we do all of our own filming, we have our own IF. So everything that you see in Vegas this weekend is actually being filmed locally by the Formula One team. Is sent back to our um, offices in Biggin Hill, Kent in London and projected out to our 170 broadcast partners globally. So we're already quite technologically advanced with respect to how we operate as a business. So from that point of view, um, to your earlier question around how the sport has evolved, Formula One was bought by Liberty Media in 2017. And the brief was, we want to take this up a notch, we want to take it to the next level. How do we make sure that we create the ultimate fan experience? So when I first moved here about two years ago and started working on some of this stuff, we actually mapped out who our ideal sponsors and partners would be to create that fan experience. And at the top of that list was T-Mobile from, you know, a, from a technology standpoint, how do we get them to help us create this experience of which we have fan-connected events? And I remember sitting in meetings in London saying, how do we bring all of this together? How do we create an application that's actually functional and good enough to get people around a living and breathing circuit? But with respect to this weekend, it's all been about, you know, setting the benchmark for connectivity, access. It's the first time that we've done e-ticketing as Formula One, and that is completely impossible without a partner like T-Mobile. So there's been all of these different elements and then ultimately tapping into the marketing power of a T-Mobile as it related to, you know, concerts, fan zones and engaging different audiences. So for us, you know, it's been incredibly important and something that we've needed to be able to be successful in Las Vegas. So let's dig into a little bit. Let's talk about the fan experience. What is a, what sorts of things are available to the fan watching this race that transform the experience from them? That's one question. But before I answer that question, tell me what you learned from other sports. Hmm. What did you bring to this sport from? Because I know you've done base, you mentioned baseball and sailing. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'll start just from a fan experience perspective with with SailGP. Um, first of all, they, they did a lot of things about the sport and the race to make it more accessible so they could bring in more fans. Um, and they did that through technology. They did that by um, bringing the races closer in to, um, to the, the water's edge and, um, and then providing through the hundreds of sensors on each, each boat, 
the fans are able to, through the app or, or watching the live broadcast, be able to see how the individual athletes are deciding to make a turn or all jump over to the other side of the boat at 50 knots. You mean, I'm, am I seeing what's going on? on Yes. You, you, oh, I have an I have an image yes. of the live real time. Live image. So you can see when the when the um, captain of the boat decides to uh, make a quick shift and 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 pivot the boat. Um, you can see live from from his or her camera. You can be in the race with uh, with the athletes, mm. and. Um, and that's something that you wouldn't on on those types of boats. You you would never get to have that experience without the without technology. So I'm interested in sort of the when I said that, the lessons that you learned from that. So what was what was the reaction of fans? I mean, did you get the expected bump that you you thought the technology would bring you? Well, I think SailGP is a great example of um, bringing in audiences that they're fascinated with the technology. They're fascinated with the um, speed and the and the the live experience of the race. They start to really like who are these athletes and learn more about them. I mean, it's a pretty incredible um, league that uh, has come from this investment in technology on the boats. We have um, customers, um, business decision makers, CTOs, CIOs that will come and look at the way that the modems and the routers are installed, the sensors on the boats, and find business applications for their own um, critical infrastructure or their own needs for super low latency. If you're CIO of a hospital in healthcare, I mean, there's so many things that they can ex extrapolate from what we're learning in the live broadcasting, moving the data to the cloud, and um, what that, how that draws in more and more people. So for broadcasting or even for um, ways that technologists might think about um, ways that they need to get data sooner and faster to either their employees or to their technicians or to their end users or, or customers mm -hmm. overall. So to be a spectator at at um, the MLB and, you know, maybe you get to sit in a box, maybe you're sitting in the stands, but with this technology, you can actually be the batter seeing the ball coming coming at you. And that that's that's a truly unique experience mm -hmm. for, for customers and fans alike. I'll latch on to that because there is another thing you talk about what we learned. So we see people who wants to be on an onboard camera view or they want to be experiencing and taking part of this. And the problem in the past has been capacity. So even during Formula One races all over the world, it's been a difficult part for the operators who are operating these networks to actually be able to make it happen. It looks really nice when nobody's there. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then you put so it's really slow and yeah, buggy. And, but you put 150,000 yeah. people there and it looks very different. Mm -hmm. And just to give the, the scale of it, like this is a 3.8 mile track going through the center of Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Cars are gonna go 220 miles an hour and we have had to put in massive capacity. And you know, we got about 50 different sites just covering this track. And we have speeds now, 200, 300 megabits per second on average. We're um, putting in just this massive capacity mm -hmm. uh, that 5G gives compared to 4G. 4G couldn't at couldn't all. Do like it was sort of a 40, 30 to 40 megabits per second yeah. thing. And here we are like 10 times more. When we first started looking at what we needed to build this Grand Prix, um, a connectivity partner was number one on our list because for us having looked at this through the lens of other races 
we realized that being in a living, breathing city like Las Vegas, it was so imperative to ensure that people can speak to each other. You know, everybody is coming here. They have fans in different areas. They want to know where people's seats are. I mentioned previously that e-ticketing was such a big focus for this event. And so making sure that people can actually get to their seats and access their seats. So we came to T-Mobile with the solution and said, we want to create this unbelievable app that means that no different to Waze or Google Maps or what have you, that people, it whilst the track is hot, so cars are going around the track, you could say, I'm at the Bellagio and I need to get to the T-Mobile zone in this grandstand. And it creates a live platform of which you know exactly the walking path. Um, and that's just not been done before, not just in a normal circuit, but you know, in Formula One generally. And when you're here and everything is changing the whole time, the routes change. So you need something live that means you can literally get from A to B in the shortest possible route. Uh, the connectivity challenge for us was really the size of the event and also that we are in the middle of a busy city. Uh, it's all about... You can hear the busy city. You can hear the busy city. Uh, but it, it, it's all about uh, doing multiple things here at the same time. One, of course, fan experience, T-Mobile's customers, everybody who's here experiencing that. Uh, but it's also about navigation, finding seats, uh, being able to uh, uh, purchase items out of uh, points of sale. All of this on one platform. And that's why 5G technology is good. It will give you the opportunity to build apps that can connect all kinds of stuff on this 5G platform. That's the challenge that we took, and that's what we have built here in Las Vegas at this Grand Prix. You know, something that was funny that I, because it's now real time and broadcast and you're turning on the conversations that they're having, I mean, it's great for fans, they love it, but it's live broadcast. Yes. And and so if they're swearing, the, the <laughs> broadcast, they, they, get, they, Italian, they get penalized. Yeah, exactly. And so, 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 so the, there's like this um, constant to the athlete, like, you cannot swear in this live, high, intense competition, you know? I, yeah. I just thought that that well, was kind I think of humorous. For, fortunately, um, there's the terminology that people know about. So I think box box has become like a globally yeah. recognized term, which box box means pit stop. Yeah. Um, but it's all part of the, again, the strategy discussion of they don't want it to become this whole conversation. So you'll hear a lot of the time when the drivers are speaking with the team principals, you know, plan A through to plan F. <laughs> um, obviously they get to pick each tire compound and they make quite right. big decisions around that. And that's all run through tire blankets and heat technology in the garages. So when you're building a racetrack the way we have, and I don't know if any of you have seen, but we've obviously built this new pit building. Um, we've put in really great technology, obviously really advanced um, services from T-Mobile to help us perform that. And that building will be something that is a multifunctional facility year round. So we've had to be very, very flexible, but it all fits back to obviously, how do we make sure that we're getting, you know, even setting this up, making sure that the the, the right amount of cable to go up into all of the different hospitality suites to make sure that the broadcast links the whole way through the circuit, the fan TV, mm. making sure that what's happening at the T-Mobile zone. So I think we've got Jay Balvin performing on Saturday night is being shown on the big screens in the main grandstand and linking that whole thing together. So again, like I know we're kind of jumping around, but there is just so much bringing it all together. Yeah. Um, mm. And again, it comes back to making sure that the, the partnership here is just completely on point to make sure that we've got things yeah. all in the right places. Well, so let's just talk about the information that's being um, transmitted from the car to the audience. Mm -hmm. So what am I, what, what, what can I, what are those sensors telling a fan about an individual automobile on the track? Again, it really depends on 
the broadcast, but you'll mm. see that there's time, there's telemetry, there's the distance between each of the different cars. Um, it can come down to an, like a tenth of a second at points as to whether something happens. Um, there is speed data, there's wind data. So the idea though is the, the fan watching, either at home or here in Las Vegas, will have their phone open with the app, and on that app is available a kind of, it's almost like your own personal color commentator or something, That's, uh, but it's data, it's, it's data commentary, essentially, on the race. It is, and I will just, I mean, I'm a big Formula One fan, Go so I've watched, I've watched, I use the app all the time, and what I use it for is to know where all the drivers are. Yes. So, for example, you get this real-time feed where you know exactly where they are, if there are overtaking events or something exciting going on, and all that has to be really real time because when you are watching this thing, they pass you very, very fast, these cars. It's a race, yeah. Um, and you have to be interacting with that. And F1 have a F1 TV app as well. So there's the event app, which T-Mobile have helped us build. And then we've integrated the F1 TV so that to your point, people can sit in the grandstands. We watch. don't have to put up as many big screens all around the circuit. Mm -hmm. So you go through to the F1 Las Vegas Grand Prix app presented by T-Mobile. You push a button, takes you through to F1 TV, and then you can watch the live race on your phone. Obviously, F1 is a very strange consumer watching sport to the extent of which the car goes past so quickly that you want to see what's happening on the other side of the circuit. <laughs> so having that ability to see what's going on whilst you're waiting for the car to come back around is really important. Yeah. Um, tell me a little, let's talk a little bit about, we're going to get to the athletes, but I wanted to pause a little bit and ask the two of you, um, uh, you two T-Mobilers, what, why, what was motivating T-Mobile to be involved with this? So you guys have been involved with a bunch of different sports. Um, I'm guessing in a way that your competitors have not. Am I, am I right about this? Are you guys the sports leader in 5G? Uh, that's a good, uh, I think for us, uh, first of all, to be able to build what we believe is not only the United States' best 5G network, actually in the world, the best 5G network. It's, uh, we are covering about 330 million of the US population, 98% mm. with 5G. Um, a lot of that is covered what we call this ultra capacity. Now it's get a bit technical, but the ultra capacity is where you get 10 times, 15 times better, better experience and speeds. Um, we are looking for possibilities for this technology to transform things and transforming what enterprises can do. And there is a massive interest for how can this technology be used. Obviously, sport is a great way to demonstrate that. Yeah. Because here we got both the sensor technology that we talked about, we got all the visual experiences that we can create, the evolution of smartphones being supported by completely new, new stuff. And the more we engage in these kind of events, the more we also learn ourselves how we need to set the networks up. Can, can I? Can I? Too? I mean, because I mean, let's let's be let's be honest. It's fun. It's really cool <laughs> to be able to bring fans in and to um, and I, I said this earlier, but to like democratize the experience for great. people who may not have access or don't have what, what, whatever the limitation is, whether it's um, physical limitations or whether it's financial limitations, but to be able to bring people in and create community and excitement and entertainment around sporting events that people love where there's heroes and losers and winners. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. fun. From a technology standpoint, what I find is and I, CTOs, CIOs are saying, look, I've got major cost transformation that I need to go through. I've got um, 
moving all of my data to the cloud and what's going to help me in my process of digital transformation. And 5G is the technology that solves the cost and the um, data issues that are facing CIOs and CTOs, whether it's sports or whether it's any other vertical um, throughout industry being able to designate um, particular bands of spectrum for particular experiences. We're the only one in the U.S. right now today that's able to do that. So it means that um, this is an area where we can come and play and deliver a live, real today experience, not a theoretical one in the yeah. future. So I think that puts us in a place where with the partners like, um, like Las Vegas Grand Prix, um, we're ready now and we can make this experience come to life. Yeah. It does, you know, it's funny because I was watching, not that long ago, I was watching a golf match mm. and and there was a rain delay. And they had that thing where they had a, those little um, wrist monitors on the, on the golfers and they were, trans, they were transmitting the data in real time to the TV audience. Cool. And Rory McIlroy is just practicing his drives mm. on a tee, waiting for the rain delay to be over. And they're tracking his heart rate, and it, it is whatever it normally is. And then suddenly it spikes. Huh. And you all of a sudden they had this insight yeah. into the athletes. Like, even Rory McIlroy has this surge yeah. of, like, <laughs> something. Adrenaline, <laughs> excitement, tension, when he's hitting a practice yeah. drive off the tee. And like, I had that insight, and this stuff really can, it's giving us, it's not, it's, it's adding a whole new dimension to the, to the, fan experience. It's like a whole, all of a sudden yeah. I have insight into his right. inner, psychology, inner psychology in that moment. Think about, you're, you're a runner, think about um, if I am, have access to your Strava app, I'm assuming you use Strava. My Strava is public. Um, <laughs> yeah, so think of what I can know about um, how yeah. you perform on hills or um, yeah. particular race runs. I mean, connectivity has allowed us to, to know and form community and even compete uh, if we're not professional athletes, in a way that we didn't get to before. What 5G brings to it and what we hope is that in those times where you want live data and interaction, like you just described watching Rory, um, that we can make that even more exciting and accessible for, for people. We'll be right back with more from Las Vegas. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. We're back. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about um, what this means for the, for the drivers and their teams specifically. So not the fan experience, but how does this kind of 5G connectivity change what the teams themselves are doing? What are the opportunities here? It is really about that latency and giving information that any sports has never really have access to before. It's just going to push the boundaries on performance and being able to do things that people have not been able to do before. Um, we love it because it demonstrates. Give, give, me, a, give me a for give me a for example of 
of how a bit of data might push a boundary of performance. To use a sailing example, I could collect every bit of data about yeah. the performance of my boat, the wind, the speed yes, of something. That's real, right. real time, so, so the coach for the team actually is on the shore, mm. and then the captain receives um, instructions from the coach. So they'll take a number of, I mean, it's just a complex amount of data, whether it's wind speed or whether it's where the other boat is situated or something that they know in particular about the team. Hey, this team really struggles whenever you're at 50 knots and you got to do a quick turn. So we're going to give them the the data that they need in order to, um, you know, not oh, overcorrect in a, the moment. I've done an analysis beforehand of my competitors based on data collected in right. mm -hmm. of my competitors' tendencies, strengths, weaknesses, and then I'm feeding that data back into mm -hmm. the stream that's coming in real time yeah. and helping. Yeah, and we're just learning how AI, we're just learning how AI can help us get better and better at taking, I mean, 300,000 data points is a lot for, even if you're the most dedicated coach and team to go through, but we're just learning like how to, how to use AI to be able to give you the very best kind of critical data points for instruction and for coaching. We're doing the same with, with PJ of America. So um, they're working with T-Mobile to take all of the data about the mechanisms of, of, a, of a golfer um, and using AI in the practice um, uh, facility, uh, in, the, in the studio, to give them much better um, understanding about how you perform while you're actually competing, how you perform in your practices, where there's differences. Good to pick another sport that would benefit as much or even or even more from being souped up with five with T-Mobile five G, <laughs> what would be your where would you go next? Like wave a wave a magic wand. Which one do you want to? Uh, well, we 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 do a lot. I think um, the coolest ones is where we actually have a larger area mm -hmm. uh, um, coverage thing going. And 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 Callie mentioned the the golf, for example, is a good experience. Uh, so a, mar a marathon is a great example of. Oh, it is. I mean, a very miles. good example because it's a large area. And the TV experience is so subpar. Mm. You can only ever. <laughs> do you know that during the New York Marathon, the two women were locked. They were flat out, even, even with 800 meters to go. And they cut away to show the man who was like two miles from the finish and and had two minutes up on his competitor. Mm. And it was like every running fan in the world just said, what are you? But that's what, they yeah. have only one. Yeah, they have. Opportunity yeah. notes. And with what you what we needed was an app which allowed us to move around and see who we wanted mm -hmm. to see. And that's right. Could anyone, could, could you create a situation if you have 10,000 runners in the field where if they wanted to, every athlete could have a little, have sensors so their family could watch them throughout the entire race on a... Yeah, with 5G you can. You could do that? Yeah. You can. Why are you it doing has that? this massive capacity. Oh, what are you doing? What are you waiting <laughs> for? Do you realize how huge this is? Yeah, it, it is gonna, it's gonna change. It's gonna change a lot yeah. of sports events. And I believe, and, and Callie said very well about the uh, democratization, it's really gonna happen through uh, events that are not only super, super events, but even smaller, like local events are gonna change. Yeah. I watched a friend's kid run cross country the other day with a, it was a drone. His school cross country meet had a drone just followed. It wasn't, a, I mean, it wasn't the a best. A school event? Was just, I mean, it was oh, a fancy it, school event. Oh. <laughs> but there's cool. a, there's a um, <laughs> company uh, out of Tel Aviv that has a sort of plug and play solution for parents to be able to set up 
360 cameras at their kids' sporting events, and then gives them also so so the the connectivity and the data to be able to get the capture the whole event, and then gives them um, the ability to kind of build their own broadcast, build their own production of uh, what that sporting event looks like, and then they can they Does can create speak? their own video, and then they can send it to friends and family or to college recruiters. Um, you know, obviously yeah. they can't get to all the games or if you're from a small town, you've got this superstar kid. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Is this an excuse so that parents never have to go to games again? <laughs> I can't speak this to could, that. But. You could, this, could, this, will, this will improve American productivity by like... <laughs> some, yeah, I know all about it. Um, on that note, I think um, uh, we should... That's a great way to end. Um, <laughs> but this has been really fun and incredibly illuminating and... Um, it's just, I think it's so exciting to think about how, you know, we're, we're present at the creation here in Las Vegas. This is <laughs> the dawn of a completely new era in, um, the, in the fan experience. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. One more thing. Before I left, they surprised me with a sneak peek of the racetrack on the Oculus VR headset. It's a 360-degree immersive view of the Las Vegas Grand Prix street circuit that fans will be able to see on the app. This footage is filmed in 8K using 5G connected cameras. It's incredibly realistic to be in the driver's seat as the car goes around the circuit. All right, I'm putting putting this on. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Okay, it's just starting up. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We don't have to turn. So we're, we're, we're behind the pace car at the moment. Oh my God, I can look down. I'm looking down at his head. <laughs> the driver's head. Oh it's so weird. <laughs> and we backhauled that whole experience. It, it, was, it was produced on yeah. a vehicle that was moving on, in, on the track. And then we uh, took it out uh, over the 5G uh, network. Left unchecked. I'm just gonna watch this forever. How much time? All right, I'm I'm gonna give up really surely. But this is rad. That's my first ever. I've never done that. Oh before. really? Yeah, never done that before. First time for everything. This episode was made in partnership with T-Mobile for Business and iHeartMedia. Special thanks to Kelly Field, president of T-Mobile Business Group, Alf Evildsen president of technology at T-Mobile, Emily Prazer, chief commercial officer of the Las Vegas Grand Prix, and the entire production crew at iHeartMedia. This episode was produced by Ben Nadaf Haffrey and Tali Emlin. Editing by Sarah Nix, engineering by Nina Lawrence, and mastering by Jake Gorski. Our executive producer is Jacob Smith. Special thanks to Kira Posey. I'm Malcolm Gladwell. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today 
If you win, you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there.